Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. LSU quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer has been named a breakout candidate for the 2024 season. But what needs to happen around Garrett Nussmeyer in order for him to truly break out this season? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome into Locked on LSU. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube as well. So just search Locked on LSU in the search bar. Hit that subscribe button, and you'll get notified as soon as new episodes of the podcast drop. So however you watch, wherever you watch, just appreciate you, as always, for making us your first listen every single day. Today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by Fan. Duel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of only $5 or more wins. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. No better time to get in on the Fanduel action than on big game week. I don't know if I can say the other term for what that game is coming up on Sunday. Well, I'll ask with my higher ups and we'll figure it out. Um, so 24-7 sports created a list of breakout candidates for the 2024 season. So players across college football whose names might not necessarily be household names, but by this time next year, you're going to know them. You're going to know the name. You're going to know who they played for, and you are going to know what they did. LSU quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer is on that list. So on that list, when it names uh, Garrett Nussmeyer is a breakout candidate. It says Garrett Nussmeyer would have a substantial number of career starts at any other program. A credit to him for staying put behind Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels. Nussmeyer completed about 69% of his passes. Nice for 395 yards and three touchdowns with one interception in the win over Wisconsin in the ReliaQuest Bowl. His first career start, Brian Kelly holding on to Joe Sloan as his quarterback's coach after OC Mike Denbrock left for Notre Dame was a major win for Nussmeyer and the offense next season. It also gets into Josh Pate, of course, CBS Sports and 24-7 Sports College Football. Uh, gets into, you know, his evaluation, his glowing evaluation of Garrett Nussmeyer. Those are all things that we already know. We knew those things. We knew that Garrett Nussmeyer was going to be the starter going into this season. And while we didn't necessarily really know exactly what he was going to be, just because we had such a small sample size of what Garrett Nussmeyer is at this point in his career, we all kind of had an idea, right? We got the big old arm. He's we got the gunslinger mentality. And I think that we, along with the rest of the college football world that tuned into the ReliQuest Bowl, saw at least a glimpse of that was against Wisconsin. But look, 
it doesn't come as a surprise to me, nor should it come as a surprise to you that Garrett Nussmeyer is listed as such, that he is being named by some college football pundits as a breakout candidate in 2024. I mean, just because he's not entirely new to us as LSU fans, like we've been knowing Garrett Nussmeyer, he's not not new to everyone else. Do you know what I mean? And even to us, like I said, even to us LSU fans that have been plugged in and dialed into this team and this program every single year for you know as long as you can remember, even we don't really know what Garrett Nussmeyer truly is capable of. We don't know what his ceiling is. We don't know necessarily what his tendencies are at this point in his career just because we haven't seen enough of it. But you look at, the LSU offense, then we know that this LSU offense, whether Mike Denbrock is the offensive coordinator or not, we know that this LSU offense is going to be able to put up numbers. We know what to expect moving forward from this LSU offense, whether it's Jaden Daniels quarterbacking it or Garrett Nussmeyer quarterbacking it. We can probably expect that this is going to be a fairly high scoring and, you know, high yardage kind of offense. We know what to expect. So that would make sense that LSU's quarterback following a Heisman Trophy winner would be kind of on the radar of the rest of college football. I think also it was very much so what he did in the bowl game. Because it would be, it could be really easy for the rest of the college football world to look at LSU and say, ah, they're losing their OC, they're losing the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Some kid who's been there for three years is going to be the starter. You know, like he's probably just, you know, some kid that just never got the opportunity to start anywhere. But you know, and I know that's not the truth, but I think at least showing what he could do on a, on a stage like the, like the bowl game, I think maybe if there were doubters out there of what he could do and what his potential was, and even us as LSU fans, not necessarily doubters, but just skeptical or curious of what he was, we got a glimpse of what he could be. I think also there's this very fun trend that's starting to develop that that's just what people expect, that uh, people just expect LSU quarterbacks to be great. Two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks in the last five years. It's a very fun switch up. It's a very fun change of what our lives used to be like as LSU fans and the quarterbacks that we that we used to have to endure some years. Now that'd be the expectation at LSU that you're just going to have great quarterbacks. I think that 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 reputation has kind of been there maybe with Clemson for a while. Oklahoma for a while, now potentially USC with what Lincoln Riley is building there. Those are the kind of programs that we have expected in the past or continue to expect great things from their quarterbacks. I think LSU could kind of becoming that kind, could be becoming that kind of program. So it's exciting to see that there. But Garrett Nussmeyer can't do it alone. I know and you know that there can be quarterbacks out there that carry their teams that your team most likely is defined by or largely defined by your quarterback. But a lot of things have to go right around Garrett Nussmeyer. And a lot of those things are questions that need to go right in order for Garrett Nussmeyer truly to have a breakout season that we anticipate him to have, that we hope for him to have that the national media is expecting him to have based off of that performance against Wisconsin and based off of the offense that Brian Kelly has built over the last couple of seasons. So what is that exactly? What needs to go right 
around Garrett Nussmeyer to make the right things happen for Garrett Nussmeyer. We'll get into that coming up next after just a few words from our sponsors. I went to tell you about FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl. I can't say Super Bowl. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So if you are like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Of course, one of my favorite things about Super Bowl Sunday, in addition to a great game being played on the field, of course, is the commercials. They always bring their A game at the commercial break. So normally whenever I, you know, do some chores around the house during commercial break, uh uh-uh, I sit firmly in my place on the couch when watching on Super Bowl Sunday. But another thing that I also love about Super Bowl Sunday is placing some bets. Honestly, I'm going to place a bet on the Chiefs to win this one. I've learned my lesson. I will not bet against Patrick Mahomes. But FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. And not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. So new customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube as well. And, of course, we're part of the Locked On Network, your team every single day. Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is also here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, everyone expects big things from Garrett Nussmeyer. Nationally, locally, all LSU fans expect a big year from Garrett Nussmeyer, rightfully so, but he can't do it alone. What has to go right around him in order to put Garrett Nussmeyer in the best position for success? First and foremost, look at what makes quarterbacks successful. Well, it's the, it's who's protecting him, who's catching passes from him, who's his go-to guy whenever he's under duress who's calling plays for him, who's coaching him, and who's developing him. I think that's really, you know, a fair evaluation of will a quarterback succeed? Well, check those boxes first. So first and foremost, what does Garrett Nussmeyer's success depend on this upcoming season that's kind of out of his control? Well, first and foremost, you need either a young receiver or an unknown receiver to really step up and blossom within this offense. And you've got Chris Hilton. 
and Kyron Lacey that are returning, which I think is big, but it's not quite the same as Malik Neighbors returning from 2022 to 2023, largely because Kyron Lacey and and Chris Hilton were often overshadowed by Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. That when you talked about the passing game at LSU, Chris Hilton and Kyron Lacey were probably secondary or even tertiary to the other pass catchers on this offense. And that's no disrespect to those two. It's more so homage to what the other receivers in that room did. So, you know, you have those guys returning. You definitely want them to step up and really achieve that next level, to blossom into that next great duo at LSU. But I think you're also going to need contribution of a name that isn't as widely recognized as maybe those two would be. You've got two transfers coming in. You know, what could CJ Daniels, the transfer from Liberty, be? Over a thousand yards at Liberty this past season. Xavion Thomas, the receiver transfer from Mississippi State, had over 500 yards last year, which isn't the flashiest stat line. But also, we uh, we saw that Mississippi State offense this past year. I think it would be tough for any receiver to come by, you know, the flashiest of numbers with how much Mississippi State's offense really struggled last year. So can either of those two really step up and be a go-to guy, seeing as though they have a decent bit of experience to go along with the experience that Kyron Lacey and Chris Hilton are returning in that room? Um, Another thing there is I have a hard time being overly optimistic about transfers, and I think this past year was probably a a fair enough cautionary tale of transfers of expecting maybe too much from transfers. And I am so guilty of it when it comes to maybe Denver Harris or a Deuce Chestnut that I was so, uh, you know, preseason, I was so enthralled with what they could be and the potential. And I got my hopes up that those transfers could be at least the short-term solution at a position of need. And then obviously we saw what happened that he couldn't rely on them, that they weren't contributors for this football team. But of course, you got contributions from other transfers, whether it be a Zy Alexander or a Logan Diggs. And I'm, I'm missing a lot, but you get the point. It's just examples. Um, so I, I can't be overly optimistic about what a transfer can do. It's more so prove it to me and show it to me before I can assume that you can do it. But I think those two would absolutely be candidates of if you need more contribution from the receivers, if you need a little bit more depth, if you need some more go-to guys, those two are candidates. Also look at some of these younger guys that we don't know a, a whole heck of a lot about, that we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot about. Uh, of We haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of. We look at some of the, the true freshmen last season. Shelton Sampson. We didn't see a lot of him. He only took 35 snaps last year. Could Shelton Sampson be prepped and ready to take that next step forward his sophomore year? I'm not asking him to have 1,500 yards receiving, but can Shelton Sampson be a go-to guy? Can you keep him in mind in the passing game? I'd like to see that, especially with how highly recruited he was. Looking at other guys like a Kai Prian or even a Kyle Parker, some of these young guys going into their second year, whether their redshirt freshman year or their sophomore year, and asking myself, how can you, how can those players contribute in the passing game? How can they supplement the rest of this receiving room? Uh, So that's really what I'm looking for is who else in this room can 
can play a larger role. Who else in this room can really blossom and help Garrett Nussmeyer out? And it's not even just about blossoming. It's not even just about getting the numbers. It's about establishing your role in that offense. Last year, Malik Neighbors was probably more of your bell cow kind of guy, that he got a majority of the touches. But Brian Thomas, if you needed a deep ball guy, he could be that. That really was a big part of his role. And I'm not putting either of them in in boxes. Obviously, they could. Malik Neighbors absolutely was a deep ball guy as well. But I felt like Brian Thomas was one of those go-to guys that if, you know, he could he could help you out in the deep passing game. So what do these individual receivers, what does their role look like? It's not even just being there, right? It's, are you the speedster? Are you going to be the, the yak kind of guy that you, it might be more of a, a short yardage screen situation kind of guy, but you can pick up four or five, 10, 12 more yards on the ground, you know, big bruising kind of bullying receiver like that. That's, that's what I wonder is what do the roles of these receivers come out to be? You know, who is the go-to guy? Who do you look for when you're in trouble? Who do you just dump the ball off to? That's that's going to be interesting to see. And speaking of the passing game, another thing that I think needs to go right for Garrett Nussmeyer, and of course this is not something that's even nearly in the area code of him of, of being in his control, but it's Mason Taylor. And it's not even just Mason Taylor's role in the offense. Can Mason Taylor stay healthy? We know early on in the season, week two against Grambling, he suffered an ankle injury. He didn't play against Mississippi State. He talked later on in the season about how he really wasn't 100%. He didn't look 100%. He was on the field and off the field wasn't nearly as big of a contributor offensively as I expected him to be in year two. And largely because he wasn't completely healthy. He wasn't playing 100%. But we saw a big breakout, I think, against Wisconsin. Had just shy of 90 yards. And I believe we're going to see Garrett Nussmeyer look for Mason Taylor more than Jaden Daniels kind of relied on the tight end this past year. I expect to see a Mason Taylor involvement in the offense to be more like what we saw in, in Jaden Daniels first season in 2022, more than in 2023, because Jaden Daniels was a completely different passer because Jaden Daniels brought a completely different element to this offense that Garrett Nesmeyer simply just does not bring that year one. Jaden Daniels was still getting comfortable in the offense. He was still building rapport with the receivers. He was still building chemistry with the offensive line. He was still kind of finding himself as a passer. I think in that kind of situation, your tight ends and your pass-catching running backs are going to be your best friend. That they're going to be the kind of guys that kind of dig you out like you're under pressure. You just need to get the ball out. Well, that's what the tight end is, is there for. It's for short passing game situations. An element of that, I think, was taken away this past season. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing in the slightest. It, obviously, I had no issues, no problems whatsoever with LSU's offense this past year. But when Jaden Daniels was in a bind, he could use his legs to make plays. The Jaden Daniels didn't always necessarily need to rely on the short passing game because he could lob the ball 40 yards downfield and he had receivers that were speedy enough to get there and had sticky enough hands to be able to make plays like that. 
I don't expect to see that this year with Garrett Nussmeyer for a few reasons. One, he doesn't have the legs like Jaden Daniels does. Two, it's his first year as a starter. That he It's going to take him some time to get acclimated. And like I said, like a, a quarterback that's rather inexperienced, the tight end of the pass catching running backs are going to be your best friend. So I think that looking at the experience level in the tight end room, once you get past Mason Taylor, you know, you're looking at a couple of second year players like Mac Markway and Camorian Pimpton. Of course, you bring in Trade as Green, a five star tight end, the number three overall tight end in the country in this 2024 class. But although those are three massively talented players with a lot of upside, they don't have the experience that a Mason Taylor has. They don't have two full years of SEC starting experience under their belts. That you need Mason Taylor to be the one to really carry the load while you bring along some of these younger players so those younger players are ready to fill in once Mason Taylor moves on to bigger and better things. But you need Mason Taylor to stay healthy so he can be that go-to guy and can be the foundation of the tight end room this upcoming season. One thing that needs to, another thing that needs to go right for Garrett Nussmeyer that I'm frankly pretty skeptical about. And we'll get into that coming up next after just a few words from our sponsors. eBay Motors. I want to tell you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more, whether you are into speed or power or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, rolling along here. Locked on LSU. A couple of things that need to go right around Garrett Nussmeyer in order for him to realize his full potential this season. Well, you need... You need a few guys to really carve out their roles and to step up this season in the receiver room. You need Mason Taylor to stay healthy because what do we know about this LSU offense, about this Brian Kelly offense? They want to use the tight end, and they want to use the tight end a lot. We didn't see that as much this past year, but Garrett Nussmeyer has a different skill set than Jaden Daniels. Another thing, it might be even the most important thing, but the thing that I'm the most skeptical about is the coordinators. I'm, I'm skeptical about the co-offensive coordinator setup. That is no disrespect to Cortez Hankton, and that it is no disrespect to Joe Sloan. What they have done, how, I, how successful I think that they can be, I am just skeptical about co-anything. I'm skeptical about co-head coaches, co-OCs, co-DCs, two quarterback systems. If you have two of something, you don't have a single one of that, that thing. So I'm, I'm always very skeptical about shared roles. You know, who has the final say? Whose role is what? So we know that Joe Sloan can develop quarterback. 
quarterbacks. We we saw that with Jaden Daniels from year one to year two. We've seen that at least with the small sample size that we have had with Garrett Nussmeyer from his first couple of years at LSU to what we saw in the bowl game. And I, I expect even more, even more development from Garrett Nussmeyer from what we saw in the bowl game to game one against USC in Vegas. So we know that Joe Sloan can do that. We know that Cortez Hankton can coach up the receivers and he is a proven passing game planner. Like we, we know that he can dial up a pass game plan. We know what this pass game has looked like and how it's developed year over year under this coaching staff. So like, I know they've got a proven track record of doing their individual jobs at LSU, but what they don't have a proven track record of is being offensive coordinators. So what are they like in this elevated role? And how do those two work together? How is Joe Sloan as a play caller? That I don't know. We know Joe Sloan, the quarterback coach, but do we know Joe Sloan, the play calling OC? We know Cortez Hankton, the wide receivers coach and the passing game coordinator, but I don't know how that passing game coordinator will will work in conjunction with a co-offensive coordinator and Joe Sloan when the two of them have equal power and in theory have equal say. So that I'm I'm a little bit skeptical about is the, the OCs, how those two work together and how the change up at the play calling position look, you know, might, might change this offense, might affect this offense and how long it really takes them to settle in. Because I know that they've served in that role in the bowl game. I, I fully understand that. But one bowl game is different than game planning week in and week out during the span of a 12-game regular season. So I'm not saying that they can't do it. I mean, man, I, I absolutely hope that they can. Because I trust Brian Kelly. So I feel like I, if Brian Kelly is going to believe in this dynamic, then I should trust Brian Kelly enough to make the right decision. But I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to, you know, step off of this skepticism until I see it and until I see it be successful. That the players can talk about it all summer long, that Brian Kelly can give both of those two his full endorsement, and I think that they will, and I expect to, to hear that wholeheartedly. But I'm not going to change my mind until I see it and I see it work. And I hope it does. I absolutely hope it does because, I mean, <laughs> nothing helps a young quarterback quite like being coached up by the right people and the right people understanding what he likes, what he doesn't, the plays that are going to be called. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. Coming up in tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU, a full National Signing Day recap. We'll keep an eye on Dominic McKinley, who – Flipped from Texas A&M to LSU. He plans to sign on Wednesday. Do we expect anything wild or crazy to happen there? Also, Terry Bussey, a five-star athlete who's committed to Texas A&M, but took a visit to LSU last week. Does he decide to sign tomorrow? Where does he decide to sign tomorrow? We'll get into that on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU.